Hi everybody, welcome to the UEA's Nursing Podcast. My name's Joe Ellis-Gage and today we have a Meet the Lecturer episode uh, with Julia. Hi Julia. Hi. Um, so we're going to talk about your life and kind of career to get you to what you do now. Um, but before we start all that, just give us a really brief introduction. Who, who are you and what's your, what's your, what's your role? Hi, I'm Julia Hubbard. I'm Professor of Clinical Health Education and I'm currently Head of Department for Midwifery Nursing and Apprenticeships, but I'm also the Director of International Partnerships, so quite a big work quite portfolio, but nurse by background yep. and cardiac nurse, particularly through and through. Okay, cool. Brilliant. So that kind of <laughs> gives a bit of an idea of who, what you do now. Um, because we'll have students that know you because you're their advisor or yeah, whatever, yeah, but we'll have lots yeah. of students who may not know who you are or not have been taught by you yet, so it's nice to have a bit of a, a feel for it. And I might ask you a little bit later on about what your your current roles kind of involve. Okay. But let's start by going right back to the, the beginning. When did you want to become a nurse? When did you realise that was your your thing? I think I should probably say I had a passion for it, but that's not true. <laughs> I um, My parents were in the Air Force and we were stationed in Germany and uh, came back to the UK with some A-levels, didn't know what to do, and I got a job at Elsham Cottage Hospital okay. as a healthcare assistant auxiliary nurse in those days. Yeah, just to, to get a job? Yeah, I met someone in the pub and they said, you know, there's jobs at the hospital, um, they're looking for young people. Yeah who like working with people. So I said, yeah, okay. I'll, and I went for an interview and uh, got the job. Yeah. And I was a healthcare assistant uh, in care of the elderly in, the, in those days. And uh, I absolutely loved it because working with the older population, they were fascinating. They had such interesting mm. lives. And I, th I thought, well, I really quite enjoy this. And uh, it was meant to be temporary. Yeah. Uh, just till I found another job, I ended up staying. And and the charge nurse at the time said, "Had you ever thought about being a registered nurse?" Which I hadn't. You hadn't. Yeah. I had. I just hadn't. I, and I thought, well, yeah, I really like this. Um, obviously, there's a big difference between being a health yeah. assistant and a registered nurse. And um, I applied to the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital and uh, got in. And, and and the training was very different then. It was the late. 70s early 80s yeah just quite a long time ago and uh yeah never looked back really I, I i loved all of my placements um and at the other end of the training it was really hard to think what do i want to do so i went into neurology to start with okay and um i enjoyed that long-term relationship because we'd have patients who would come back over time as they deteriorated and uh then um, one day, accidentally, I suppose, I got involved in a cardiac arrest. Yeah. And I thought, well, that actually... That's interesting. That's, that's really kind of interesting. And I like the way that the team worked together. And, and I thought I'd like to be part of a team that it was a successful resuscitation that has that sort of impact yeah. on, on someone's life. And it was just that moment. And I thought, okay. And um, I did a postgraduate cardiac course uh, and okay. um, luckily enough a job came up and I moved to cardiology from neurology. So you kind of accidentally got into nursing because someone <laughs> yeah, in the pub told you about a job <laughs> and then you accidentally got into cardiology because you happened to be at a cardiac arrest yeah, that worked yeah. and it just that's how it kind of went. Yeah and, and I mean and I loved every moment of yeah. it and sometimes it, you know I just thought well and so I worked in cardiology for 11 years. Mm-hmm. 
became quite senior in the role. And um, I think as you get older, you sort of become more aware of social policy and what's going on around you. And I felt as a senior nurse, maybe I couldn't influence, but as an educator, I, mm -hmm. c I could influence. So um, as it happened, it's another fate. <laughs> Um, years ago, we taught our specialities, and the uh, lecturer who taught cardiology was on maternity leave. Yeah. And the college was looking for people with degrees, uh, and I'd missed that bit out actually. So, okay. Uh, over that time, um, the hospital sponsored me to do a degree, which was unusual in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you didn't need that to start no, with. And no, they obviously saw something in me, and I did it part time over five years to get a degree. And as we, as nursing evolved and we went towards Project 2000 then, they were looking for clinical staff with degrees. So the school approached me and said, oh, we hear you've got a degree yeah. in health studies. You're quite unusual. <clears throat> Would you like to do your teach training and join the school? I said, oh, thank you very, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so I went off to Nottingham for a year and did my teach training okay. um, full time because the NMC had very particular rules then about teach training. And the lecturer, fortunate for me, didn't come back from mat leave, and so I got and I got the job. Yeah. Uh, and so I moved into the into the school, um, and I taught cardiology. I taught the postgraduate course, and then in '93, uh, lecturers moved from the health service into the university. Yeah. So I joined the UEA in '93. We moved over. So up until '93, you were you were NHS employed NHS effectively. NHS employed as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. yeah. Yeah. And then we all came over to the university. Um, I hope this doesn't show his lack of ambition. I've always been in Norwich, but <laughs> I, I think just my career has evolved. If it works. It um, works. Yeah. Norwich is a lovely place to live. Uh, and I've had a varied career. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There is a. It, might feel to an outside like all oh, stayed there the whole time but yeah. actually there's a lot going on there's, there's enough to keep yeah. you yeah yeah to keep yeah. you busy and that time when they said that you're you, you know you're going to move across you can move across to work for the university rather than for the, the the hospital as it were yeah was that an easy choice to make or were you worried about leaving the the kind of comfort of the nhs i, I swings and roundabouts um in the uh, early 90s, we still worked clinically one day a week mm -hmm. and the university allowed us to do that. So we still had contracts yep. to, to work alongside our post-reg students. Um, but so as nursing evolved and the courses evolved, that went by the wayside a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think the transition, they made it easy for us um, because we still had our NHS um privileges sure. yeah which okay. i've still got to this day so, so kind i'm of quite lucky it, it worked it yeah. worked it worked all around um and i still linked cardiology across the region so my link areas people see me at, at the nnn or the queen elizabeth or the Paget. yeah and, and the staff know me because they were on my post-reg courses yeah so they've kind of yeah you've seen people yeah. through a, a number so of years we've all had a journey if you know yeah i mean that's been quite interesting yeah and then so when you um, moved across to doing university work and you're primarily teaching the sort of cardiology post-reg mm. stuff, um, at what point did you start getting involved in, in pre-reg teaching? How did that kind of change and develop? In, uh, for Project 2000, we went to diploma level and then we went to degree level. We had to completely restructure our courses, so they needed someone to teach critical care yep. in the undergraduate programme. 
I said, oh, I think that's for me. Yeah. I'd, l- I'd love to to do that. And I did I did that for five or six years. And then I got the course director role as adult course director. Mm-hmm. Um, that went well. I enjoyed that. And then I became director of pre-registration nursing. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept thinking, how, you know, what can what, I do what now? Next? Yeah. And I think one of the real things for the university, and I see it in all of us, is most of the posts are rotational. So you never have a dull day. So you can change your role. Yeah. Um, and it's like starting a new job. Yeah, but, but still in the same place. But, but still yeah. in the same place. So that, that's what I've tried to do. I think I've just had my last week, my 30-year award. Um, and yeah. I thought, actually, I still feel as motivated and as enthused as when I joined because of this ability to change direction every few years. Yeah. And the, the, the central point of that is the students. I, I just... I'm just in awe of them, really. Mm. They're... Um, and and also they keep you young. I think the conversations you have in class, and you're always learning because you mm. you're always looking at things from different points of view. Yeah, and I guess that helps the the movement of of us as staff. Mm. Also helps the students because they haven't got someone who's been teaching the same module for, for fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. There's always that yeah. development. Yeah. So so I still keep my hands into <coughs> um, post reg. Um, I now teach Burns module mm-hmm. uh, twice a year post reg. Um, but I still keep my cardiac links and um, a few years ago I went off to Warwick University and did a business degree, an executive MBA um, because I was uh, at that point director of new business and when I thought how can we diversify as a university and make um, what we do interesting and attract a wider pool of students and how can we work with the NHS in a different way so there's there's so many opportunities to diversify. Yeah, so you wouldn't have thought when you were told about an HCA job in the pub that you'd be then doing, doing a, business a business degree. degree that links into all of that mm. later on. It's so yeah, diverse, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, now I, I'm seeing students who I was their parents' personal <laughs> advisor, but also staff joining us mm-hmm. that I was their personal advisor as well. And it's a real journey to see them as a student, then as a clinician, and yep. now as an academic. And it really is the world your oyster, I think, as a nurse. It's very diverse. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've spoken to a whole range of people of, of the lecturerism. Mm. Um, we've had people talking about how they've gone down one particular route where they've gone, this is my passion, and others that have mm. gone, well, I did this, then I went and worked in Africa for nine months and then I went and did this and then mm. I went and did this and, and there's so much scope to yeah, yeah. to move around. I'm the same as you. I came as I'm I'm the accidentally became a nurse kind of mm. route in, mm. which mm. is quite a lot of people. Yeah. Um and then haven't really looked back because it's mm. just been so much scope mm. to, to move around. Mm. So so moving on to, to your your kind of current role, obviously and as you said your your role's changed quite recently. Mm. Um Tell us what that involves. What does so the, for the students? You know, they, they kind of know what someone like me does because they see it a lot. Then, mm. then they, they they can't avoid me on lots of teaching. Yeah. But they might not know what your your job actually involves and what you do. So, as head of department, um, I'm responsible for all the programs. So that's midwifery, nursing, and apprenticeships. I'm responsible for staffing the courses, making sure we've got the right staff in the right place with the right skill mix. 
that staff are happy, they, yep. they, they, that they like their jobs, that the curriculum, um, that we respond to the student voice. And, and I think that's a big part of my role, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that the students enjoy the programme and we deliver uh, what the NMC wants us to and what our NHS partners want us to. So, so it's a big role um, and we're currently looking at our curricula um, yeah. You know, because every year we gather student feedback, we love to have that, and it informs what we do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that mainly curriculum management, staff management, and, and I hate to use this word, horizon, mm -hmm. thing, but looking now, we've got the NHS workforce plan. That's been fantastic. So we sort of know, we've never known for a long time what the government really want, but we know probably, you know, where they want the education to go for the next few years yeah. so we can... Plan. Plan. Yeah. Plan accordingly. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So you you kind of, as well as overseeing all of us and all the students kind of keeping it going, it's, it's that developing and changing and moving mm. forwards bit. Because I guess no no one year of the course is ever f truly repeated in exactly no, the same no, way never, because no. we always develop and change. Yeah. And As the NHS changes, we need to change. Yeah. And I, and I think we're really good at that here. We really uh, listen to the student voice yeah. and, and are open to feedback, which makes us, you know, good place good place to be, really. Yeah. And then and, and tell us about the, the international um, role of yours. Yes, so that's um, that came off the back of uh, being the director of new business. I started to work internationally and do uh, develop bespoke education. And we'd started to develop, many international partners with a view to having a global footprint and you know our UEA students going out into the mm -hmm. world because nursing we all have the same problems and um, unfortunately a little pandemic got in the way yeah and so we had to pause that but just recently we've had our first elective post um, pandemic with the, what went really well and I think it's enriched the students courses because they value the NHS for sure uh, when yeah. they come back. Yeah, when they've seen the other uh, all yeah. the other areas that might be yeah. different. Uh, yeah. And they can they get the social policy agenda and the importance of politics and how to protect the NHS, which they'd never maybe appreciated without getting too political about it. But yeah. but also they culturally they get exposed to different nursing practices and think, well, why don't we do that? Mm. Um, so there were some really good examples. So uh, our partners are now ready as well. They're in the same position post-COVID. And so we're getting to a point where we're starting slowly with students first and staff first out across the globe yeah. um, to enrich what we teach as teachers, but also for students to bring back to the NHS their, that cultural competence. Um, and then that will blossom into joint research projects. And we've already got some you know, potentials with children and, and, mm. and Thailand exploring different work practices with aut with um, autism. So yeah. I think you, you need to make those links um, because we're all struggling with the same, same health conditions, yeah. different causes, yeah. but then how do we solve them? Um, so that, that's been really exciting and a real privilege. I think I don't even really consider that as a job. I think it's <laughs> such... Um, Opens your mind, mm. I, th I think, to, to new experiences. Yeah, and it's mutually beneficial for it's kind mutually of beneficial both for sides. The students, yeah. for us as academics, for the university, and for the patients 
at the end point, which is why we're all here for the service users, um, they will benefit yeah. with, from this cultural exposure. Um, you know, on many levels, the students, when they came back recently, you know, thinking about religious nuances and yeah. even facial expressions, gestures, nonverbal communication. And you can't teach that in the class. Yeah. It has to be experienced. And, and uh, that was marvellous to witness. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We're going to get them to come and do a mm. chat with me. Some of them have offered to come and f yeah, good. come and tell us about their experience. Good. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully in the next year, we'll have people who've been off to other places and yeah. they can come and chat about that as well yeah. and yeah. tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Good. S so, yeah. So as well as that, I think it's it's developing international research links. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really important. It's and really important, yeah. Yeah, good. Well, thank you very much. I think we've kind of uh, found out quite a lot about you that we may not have already known before, okay. kind yeah. of gone from how you got into it um, through to your career and your interest in cardiology and then through to kind of your, your roles now. And um, if you've got students who are being taught by you or you're their advisor or marking their work, they might have watched this and then know yeah, a little bit more yeah. about you so, I hope um, so but I, I feel free to come and chat really and uh yeah we're all approachable yeah yeah good all right well thank you very much um thank you for watching this episode um if you liked it please hit the like button um subscribe and you'll get alerts when we've got new um interviews coming out and add any comments below and we can answer any questions you may have and please browse the the channel for any other videos that may um take your interest um, so thanks up um, very much and thanks Julia. Thank you. Cool.